We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We're here. What up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Corner Podcast. Kel Dansby here with the old man Andreas Hell. Our Heroes Rock hoodie on. Repping Big 2024 coming for Our Heroes Rock. So can't wait. And of course, joining us today because it is the Pro Wrestling Corner Pod- Podcast Awards. We have producer Cole Baby. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> You came in loud enough. Yeah. You turned my volume yeah. down. Son of a bitch. Uh, we know who Cole's giving every award to. No. Obviously. Sure. Uh, no, it's it's going to be a fun show. Tons of pro wrestling. We're going to hand out a bunch of awards. Take our time with this one. Make sure we go through everything. And then we'll talk and touch on some of the stuff actively going on in pro wrestling as we go through it. Because Dre just binged a shit ton of pro wrestling. Since coming back from the boat. Uh Cole and I had a full-ass pro wrestling show about a week ago. We differed on opinions of this current AEW tournament. Be interesting to see what Dre thinks now that we're getting towards the end of it here in a second. But yeah, I I figured the best way to start is just dive into the awards. And we have probably the hardest award first. Which is what? Match of the year. It's not that hard. I was going to say they're all hard. Wait, what? what is, what's happening? <laughs> no, this one is because I'm torn because I was at Dre's crib last year, uh-huh. like I am uh-huh. around J- January 4th, 5th, every or 3rd, 4th, every year. And we watched Wrestle Kingdom and we sat there and I swore to him that day. I looked him in the eye. We ran this match back twice. I left. He ran it back again. Mm-hmm. I watched it again the next day. I said, Dre, Match of the year. Nothing's touching this. It's over. Like Vince Carter style when he does, it's over. Damn it if I didn't go back and watch some wrestling this week. And there's a match, which was a sleeper of a match, but it got some time that I'm like, yo, you know what? This made me feel the same way. And I don't know what the hell I was doing at the time it it dropped. I, I know what I was doing. I wasn't watching it in real time, so I didn't really get it. But on the second watch, it really had me torn. So, I know Dre's match of the year, and I'll say it. Um, it was Wrestle Kingdom, Will Ospreay, 
Kenny Omega. Mm-hmm. It's one of the best matches I've ever seen. I thought it was easily matched of the year. I'm probably still going to stand with it. But the other one that tugged at my heart this week was FTR versus Switchblade and a man who shall not be named. Tag team title match. It was 58 minutes on collision. They gave him the whole shit straight through. It just wasn't one of the damnedest tag team matches. It's FTR's best tag team match since I saw them in NXT versus DIY. No, no. When they were like full heel. No, okay. It's their, that match was so damn good. It was not better than FTR versus the Briscoes. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. it. Stop I it. Think stop it. it. Stop might stop have it. been. What are you doing? And that was a great match. I think it, I think it's better. All three of them? Oh, they, I think those might have happened this year. Any one of them. This match, and I, you know, I do not like Juice Robinson. This match was really, really damn good. It wasn't that good. It was very good. You're true. It was good. It was good, but it wasn't that good. If I just had tag team match of the year, that's what it is. Okay. That's fine. But it's not my match of the year because, yeah, Wrestle Kingdom so happened. And now I'm just getting pissed off that Wrestle Kingdom happens two days into the year every year. And we always include it into next year's list. We never just smarten up and just wait to do these awards the day after Wrestle Kingdom. Well, why? Because it's, but, it's, it's a 2024 Wrestle Kingdom. So why are we do it in 2023 list? What's wrong with you today? I hate waiting 11 months, 28 days. It's like, like doing your homework early. It's like uh, we were done. I'm a natural procrastinator. We, we didn't. We didn't even have to like think about it anymore. It was great. It it's was like, just like immediately. Oh, okay. Sign sealed delivered. It's 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 Omega. <laughs> it's Will Ospreay. Yeah. It's Wrestle Kingdom. It's the Tokyo Dome. Yeah, but see, after eleven months, I don't. I mean, three hundred and sixty some odd days. If your birthday is like January tenth, you'd like ah fuck. It was two thousand twenty three. Like the previous year. Is <laughs> oh, that what you do? I'm a hundred percent celebrating New Year's Eve. I ain't doing shit for my birthday if my birthday was like January fifth. You're wild. Nothing at all. Don't give me a present. Like, my party every year would be New Year's Eve. My birthday would be irrelevant. Also, people who have birthdays like on Christmas or day after Christmas, don't even talk to me. This ain't your birthday. It's just Christmas. Wait. And you're just going to get multiple gifts. Yeah. You might get a little more gifts than you're supposed to. Anyway, let's stick to this task. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, yeah, it, it's it's Omega Osprey one. It's the match of the year. I, I there's a, There was a lot of good wrestling this year. Not in, that match that you mentioned, not on my list. Not even on my short list. There's way too many matches. Like, a close second, probably Hangman and Swerve. That was really good. That was one of Different the damnedest match. death matches I've ever seen. Yeah. In terms of storytelling, the build, it, it's on my short list as Danielson well. Danielson had one. Danielson, MJF. I mean, we had a lot of good wrestling. Yeah. Uther had some great matches. Yeah. Um, Dragunov. Dragunov, Carmelo. Like, yeah. that, that was excellent. But, dude. Omega and Osprey won. It's different. Yeah, it's that just that ran away with it. Also on the short list, at least for me, is you could deep make in in compelling argument for Omega Osprey too. You can as well. Yeah. Um. I mean that. Uh, I I still think out of the totality of those two matches, I still think my favorite moment comes from two when he kicks out at one out of the one wing angel. I mean, hulks up that literally I just jumped out of my seat. I yeah. jumped yeah. out of the seat and was like, that was the coolest thing I've ever seen. Um, yeah. Those two. Osprey has I like mean, six of could, them this year. Oh yeah. I, he, 
he had, and he had like another 10 to a dozen last year too. I mean, we were, we were here sitting in the same spot last year and it was just like, go, okay, Will Ospreay, go down the list. Yeah. And it was just, it was just like, it was as Seamus would say, banger after banger yeah. after banger. Um, so yeah, I, I had that on the short list. And then the only other match I was willing at least to put like close into that category was MJF and Danielson Ironman match. Uh, both. Uh, Omega Osprey one and that took place, I believe, in January. So we really got our we we got like the best matches Spoilers. right at right at the top of the year. Um, and that's not to say again like there weren't a whole lot of other really great matches. And I think we're going to definitely ta- tap into some of those in different contexts. Yeah, as yeah. far as feuds going into things, gimmicks, and all that. So, um, you know, I think if you're just going to pick out one match standalone, like to just take on a deserted island. It's absolutely Omega Osprey one. Yeah, I think that's again when me and Dre watched it. I was like, damn, that's one of the best matches I've ever seen. If yeah. not the best match I've ever seen. You're just on your seat the entire time. It lived up to the bill. We waited for that match for for a while too. Mm-hmm. The build to that match was great. The shit talking, the the promos, everything. It, it really showed what Will Osprey is capable of in terms of overall talent was they built that great it transcended and went into AEW later on in the summer and they still have meat on the bone for that. I expected at Wrestle Kingdom this year. Yeah, that's what I thought too. Yeah. So it's I maybe they're saving it now that Osprey is signed to AEW. They I mean they're definitely saving it. Plus we don't know how long Omega's gonna be out with the verticulitis. So Yeah. We don't know when we'll see him again, but man, Omega's had such a snake bitten career since he's joined AEW. He gets injured like all the time. Well, you, you look at a guy who wrestled in New Japan, and yes, they have tournaments, but it's a little different. And then ROH, AEW runs more of a schedule closer to like WWE, where you're wrestling a lot. But he don't wrestle that much. He just ends up getting hurt. Wrestling a lot in spread, and they go hard. Every match got to be five-star. Like, there's no like, yo, you can give us a three-star because we're wrestling again at next one's pay-per-view. It was like, nah, every time you're out here, you got to give us five. He was giving us five-star, like, go all out on collision. Yeah. When that shit first launched. But he, again, it's or just... before collision, Rampage. Rampage. Like, yeah. he was always giving us great matches. The problem was that he gets hurt. And, like, things have happened to Kenny Omega. Like, Will Ospreay wrestles a lot. And he, he also gets hurt. He has, he's managed to stay healthy, like, the last two years. Yeah. Right? Like, Kenny Omega, since he showed up, like, he had to run his champ. And we we're like, all right, it's time to make him champ. And he gets hurt. All right, it's time to get another run. Now he's diverticulitis. I don't know when, and he's getting older. He's not getting any younger. No. So it felt like the Wrestle Kingdom match was almost like a passing of the baton from the best bout machine to the new best bout machine. Because you can't tell me that Will Ospreay, as we continue this conversation, there are very few that can do what he does. He's going to go down top five all time. In terms of in ring. Like, there's going to be people that argue that if he never goes to WWE, I don't care. No, we're just talking about in ring match quality. Like, to me, that's that's overall superstar status, right? Like, just in ring, that's kind of where I put like Okada. Like Okada's gonna go down top five, top ten, probably top ten. Yeah. Um, in ring all time. So it's one of those like, is he overall top ten? Maybe not. But in there's an argument for that. But in ring, it's hands down now. I I don't see anybody better than him. I mean, I mean yeah, you see you see his name on the card, and that's enough. Like that's it. 
That's that's all you need to see is just put his name on the card and you go, okay, I, I immediately, he doesn't have to say a word. I'm buying this event. I want to buy a ticket. I want to watch this, watch this dude do his thing. And speaking of catalogs this year, even though Kenny Omega did end up injured, he's got quite the catalog this year. Oh, yeah. For, for sure as well, oh, yeah. especially with, with Vikingo now having kind of, you know, jumped into the AEW fold a little bit here and and uh, and had some matches there. His match with Kenny Omega obviously was uh, incredible and was just like a perfect showcase for Vikingo. And we saw Vikingo a ton. So yeah, you get all these guys who just work these crazy catalogs of matches and they're all just, they're all these just five-star epics. Um, but it, it, again, it's a little something for everybody, for all the wrestling fans, you know, the people who want to just see all the ring work and then, you know, a little bit of the entertainment value and then everything in between. What's one match that is like on your list of bangers that you would have never guessed? Like coming into the year where it's just like, yo, like you, you see Osprey on the, on the marquee. Well, yeah, you know, you're you're just like, I I know what I'm going to get. Right. Danielson, MJF, granted MJF kind of shocked me. And his run this year as a babyface shocked me in terms of uh, wrestling quality. But even then, after the Danielson match, I was like, all right, this guy can go. Like, Was there a match that you remember that was just like, yo, this had no business being as good as it was. And I left here and it was just like, yo, that's fucking amazing. And like, okay, this this guy is is legit. And to... And I knew he was good, but it's not something like I thought would be high on my list of matches. But looking at Orange Cassidy and how he was used, mm-hmm. kind of more of a comedy angle and gimmick, him Moxley was so damn good of, they just let him go. And Orange Cassidy had like three of those this year. Yeah. Where it yeah. was just like, he was so comedy and best friends for so long. And this title run, and it's all right. I didn't pick him for my best gimmick of 2023, but he's, he's in the running for that too. Um, with the belt and the book bag and all this, I loved it. But he had some good matches and, and him, Moxley, is one of those for me. Man, I mean, when you asked the question, I immediately thought of Danielson MJF because I was like, how is MJF going to pull off the 60-minute Iron Man match? And he pulled it off, yes. right? Like he really pulled it off. And I was like, well, damn, he shut me up. Been like, wrestling his ass off since. He has. He's had, he's had great matches. Jay White match was a little weird. Um, but overall, that that is one that sticks out because most people in most of these matches, like I'm looking at my list here, they all have people in the match that I was like, yeah, it's probably going to be good, right? Like, but Danielson is that guy for me. It's like, how bad is this match going to be? He like wrestled a broom, but we... Didn't know the MJF could hang 60 minutes. Yeah. Iron Man matches are hard, right? Only the best can give us an entertaining Iron Man match. Yep. Lesnar Angle gave us a great Iron Man match. These two managed to give us a phenomenal 60-minute match. And in the end, we it elevated MJF. Yep. Like, we already knew Danielson was good. But MJF showed us that, oh, he's fully capable of not just being a character. He's a wrestler. So that, that would be my pick just because of what MJF was able to do. And and that and that match went to overtime too. Yep. Uh, that uh that that went more than sixty minutes. Um, I think the match that stands out to me it's 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 a little bit of a cheat because it's not a one on one match. But I think I I think it was Forbidden Door, and I believe it was um whatever it was like it's two teams of four. And I remember uh, Kanosuke Takeshita like absolutely just taking over that entire yeah. match. And being kind of like the bruiser in the match, I think uh, I think Kings, it was Kingston, Ishii, Moxley, 
believe yeah. that was the, I can't, yeah, I can't remember exactly who all the, yep. all the participants were, but I remember like coming away from that match and him being the one that like stood out as like the guy who was bringing it in that match. And he was with a whole bunch of heavy hitters, incredible performers in their own right. And it was a really, I mean, well, I'm sure we'll talk about him a little bit in some future segments, but like he was his, his development and his kind of, you know, his, his story being brought along uh, was a great development for AEW and a great development for him. And uh, to, to kind of see him platoon that momentum from there was, was really great. And I, I think there's definitely a lot more meat on the bone with the, with the Don Callis family and, and his kind of angle in that. So um, yeah, I think he, he definitely stood out to me in some matches where it was like, you know, he's on there. I know he's good, but he's like stepping to the front and being like, no, 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 I'm the like showcase here. I'm the guy. And, and so I, I think that kind of stands out for me. Yeah. That was a 10 mag tag match. The elite Eddie Kingston, Ishii yeah. versus Blackpool right. combat club. Um, Takeshita and Umino. Yeah. Was the match. That's right. And then I guess Swerve and Hangman is also in that category. But mostly because it was a death match. Well, yeah. And I didn't expect either of those two to go full death. Yeah. The the other match is a deeper cut. It's New Japan. It's Hanari versus Shingo. Uh, G1? G1. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I went to that match. I was like, ah, Hanari's fine. I'm a Shingo, Mark. But then Hanari showed his ass and I was like, oh, Okay. (laughs) That's the other, that's the one match that raised my eyebrows. Cause it, that's what G1 does though. Like you get into G1, you have a match. It was like, this should be good. And then it turns out being an absolute banger. Shingo had one hell of a year too. Though. He always does. Underrated. I mean, it, he got the title at the wrong time during the pandemic. He did. He did. It's kind of scary. And they gave him the ugly ass belt. Yeah. They gave him the Divas title. Yeah. Like, and he, was, <laughs> he was doomed from the start. He had to wear the ugly ass belt. It was, it was all bad. Uh, next one is feud of the year. Now y'all go first. And that one gets a little tougher. Mm. Um, For me, there's a lot of feuds going on. That that was really, really good this year. I'm trying to figure out which one stood out most. I have a couple in mind, but it has to be AEW. And... I want to say that it's Swerve and Hangman mm-hmm. showed up to man's house, threatened his kids, all that stuff. But I'm trying not to give this one person too many awards too, but I think this might be where it is. And my pick, yeah, fuck it, I'm going with it. Christian Cage versus anyone with a father <laughs> is my feud of the year. <laughs> that's, that's, that's really, like, do you have a dad? Fuck them. Yeah. Like yeah. Christian Cage versus your dad. It. Fuck your kids. Fuck your daddy. Any family members. Christian Cage versus them is my feud of the year. Good pick. I'm gonna have to switch up my my gimmick of the year. But Christian wow. Cage versus anybody's family member. Yo, mama, whatever it is, they can catch it. Christian Cage versus family members is my feud of the year. He's on fire. Even 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 his own family members. I mean, yep. you saw yeah. what his he did kids. to his daughter. Yep. Yeah, he feuded with his own anybody, kids. Anybody, he's he's Any, he's so good. <laughs> so good. Anyone who wanted smoke, they got it from Kristen yep. Gage. Yep. Cole, what's your pick? Oh my gosh. Um. Well, I think for me, the the feud of the year. I I think it, it's it it's tough. I think I'm gonna I'll single it out to 
Sammy versus the Bloodline. Damn it! You, um, you took my pick. And damn it, that was this year. That was this really, year. Really, it's because and and really, what I have here written down is that was one month. is the is the Bloodline from Royal Rumble to SummerSlam. That's what I have written down, which really encapul- encapsulates everything from Sammy to his turn all the way to Jay versus uh, Roman at SummerSlam, which is where that's where I like cut it off. Cause at that point when Jimmy got back in there, that whole kind of thing to me now has been kind of on pause. Yeah. That was like, that was like the sweet spot um, from the ch- Yeah. Again, January was a hell of a month for wrestling. <laughs> uh, Cause that was the Royal rumble. And that was Sammy hitting Roman with the chair. And Damn, the best part of that chamber, season, Montreal, you went from that to chamber to them to uh, Mania? Kevin and Sammy versus the Usos. That's that's my feud of the year. Like Sammy being the linchpin of that feud, it was the best. Like because I was in the same boat with you. I was like, oh yeah, Swerve and Hangman, and I was like, well, you had Osprey and Omega. I was like, oh, I was like, wait a second, Sammy happened this year, crazy. And the, mm-hmm. I you know we joke about in our little group chat now. This was cinema. This was like this was by far like their best storyline, and the bloodline has been the same since. Since Sammy left, it it just hasn't been the same. They're, fine, they're trying to find ways to pick it back up, but there was nothing like Sami Zayn in the bloodline. Main event Jay carried it, like Cole said, though, a little bit over the summer. Because when he got Jimmy's back and then super kicked Roman. That was great. And then that tag match where he actually pins Roman in the tag match, it was like, oh shit, Roman hasn't been pinned like yep. since Puppy Chow and Baron what? Corbin. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. What Baron yeah, Corbin made him wait, eat puppy chow. Hey, wait, wait, wait. Like, it was dog food. He fed Roman Reigns dog food, and that's how he beat him, and he pinned him. Right. That was Roman's last time being pinned. Context matters, because I was like, puppy Regardless. chow. Was like, <laughs> that's all you can remember of the match. It's puppy what? chow. It was puppy <laughs> chow match. I don't remember shit else. It wasn't good What's wrestling. What's going on on the internet? That I was not, something. That was not cinema. That's all I remember. It was puppy chow. Yeah. But that was the last time Roman was pinned, and Jay pinned him. It was crazy. And then Roman disappeared, and he was like, fuck it, I'm out. Yeah, and that's the part of the fe- that's really the part of the feud that m- brings it all over the top. Is yes, it was Sammy versus Roman or versus the Bloodline, I guess. Yeah, but the secret sauce and what ended up being what came out of it was main event Jay, because the entire that entire moment in the Royal Rumble, it's one thing for Sammy to like do the chair shot. The level that I did not anticipate having like the pop for was Jay's reaction. And like Jay being like so emotionally distraught because he had hated Sammy at the beginning. He finally turns around and he's like, man, this, I love this guy. He he's, he's one, he's one of us. He's part of the bloodline. And to just, I don't think I've ever seen like you see in movies when like characters get those kind of mixed signal emotions where it's like, you can clearly see there's like a battle in their brain on both sides. And they're just, they're just like warped by it because they're trying to just deal with all the different things. I'd never really seen that in wrestling because in wrestling, it feels like there's, there's cut and dry. There's, there's heroes, there's villains. Sometimes the villain becomes a hero. Sometimes the hero becomes a villain. I'd never really seen that kind of gray area, at least in a long time executed that way. And his whole, his whole performance at Royal Rumble, it was like, give that man an Academy award, give him an Emmy, give him a golden globe. That was the performance of the year. I've like, he carried that moment so well. Um, so, and the fact that, yeah, we, we got main event Jay out of it, who 
I don't know if any of us really knew that was ever going to be a thing again. That was just kind of like a pandemic thing and we've yeah. ne- he'd never have the crowd. And now he comes out and he's got the entire crowd with their hands up and it's, it's been incredible. And yeah, obviously Sammy in Montreal was an insane week lead up. And like with the Cody thing happening at the same time, everyone was like, there's no way they can do this, but like we kind of want them to do it. Um, so that to me is feud of the year. I do want to give flowers to another feud though. And the only reason I want to do this is because nobody watched it. Billy Starks and Athena. Um, <laughs> yes. Billy Starks and Athena. <laughs> No, Thank you. Nobody watched it. I, I, nobody watched it because it's on Honor Club. But oh my God, just everyone do yourself a favor because AEW on their YouTube page literally put out the entire storyline yep. for three hours. And that was one of the things that this these past couple weeks and kind of getting ready for this, I watched that and I was like, this is incredible. This is, it's so simple and so good. And it's like, why can't they do this on their regular, it's it's crushing every other women's story on their regular television. Yep. Hashtag free Athena. Uh, yeah, the, there's just the combination of Athena, who was absolutely fucking incredible yep. in that. I don't know what, if there's a knock on her for like, she can't be, I don't know if there's any knocks on her anymore. Um, Billy Starks was amazing. Her character development, like talk about like you're developing this prodigy doing it the right way. And she's now already got a stamp of like, I've got this big time storyline that's like already paid off. And I've already been a part of that. And we talk about secret sauces, Lexi Nair and that whole thing is fucking amazing. She was (laughs) great as kind of like the middle kind of, you know, like playing both sides of the coin kind of stuff. It just, their dynamic. I literally watched it with a big giant grin on my face. Cause it was just, it's, it's funny. It's, it's like, it's just like, you're watching, Somebody grow up before your eyes. It's it was great. Uh, so I think everyone owes it to themselves. If you're a wrestling fan, go seek that out. And then their match at Final Battle was also was also just a, a great kind of cap to that. And I hope that they carry that momentum over into into the new year because there's plenty that you could do with a team of uh, with uh, with Athena and Billy Starks and uh, and put them on main TV. So free Athena. Yeah, they again. I uh, watched it on YouTube. <laughs> That's how I got all the. I don't know where else to watch. I've been trying to find it. So when they dropped it, it was like, cool. Like, watch this. Thank you. Watched it while I worked. Um, it's as great as Cole says. And I guess today, Tony Khan's big announcement that the women are getting a new ROH title, television title. Is it a TV title or is it just a rebranded main title? I believe it is a television title. Television title. It's a secondary belt for ROH women. Why would you? Adding another belt, Dre. That's like making a playoff. This is going to sound bad. It's like making a playoffs for losers and then having like a wild card for the losers. Like, why are we doing this? Like, nobody watches it. An in-season tournament, maybe? Yeah, but (laughs) an an in-season tournament with like the bottom half of the the league. Not even the top half. And that's not knocking the talent in ROH. It's just the fact that nobody's watching this. So if you give them a title, it's like, who cares? Why why wouldn't you just put them on AEW television? Unless this means you're giving them a title to have the people's not ready for AW television, chill no, a little bit, no, and no. move Athena up and f- showcase her on Rampage or Collision. No, no, you got all this <laughs> goddamn television, right? Like you have all this pro wrestling television, and you still have holes in your main show, yeah. right? Stop! Correct. Like Athena doesn't need to be nowhere near that. 
they have a hard enough time building up the women on the main roster of AEW for us to have a secondary title on Ring of Honor that 17 people watch a week. Yeah. 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 I, don't need, I don't need another belt. Who are we going to give it to? Diamante? Who cares? Yeah, I don't know. I, bro, I'm good. Billy might get all, it. All, like all, consolation all, all I know is, 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 is Tony and Mariah versus Billy and Athena. Go. Just do something. Go, Tony. Make it happen. <laughs> Yeah, so many options there. Next category. It's kind of most iconic moment of 2023. It's just like a moment in pro wrestling. Shocking, <sighs> iconic. This is easy for me is just because I'm really know, I'm Puerto Rican. So oh, that, uh, this, Bad Bunny no, entrance. Backlash in Puerto I, I, Rico. That was great. That, I have that great. on my list. I have that um, on my list. Bad Bunny's entrance is the best shit. I've watched that more than I've watched any match this year. Just the entrance. And the crowd like singing that shit and him breaking out the weapons and let alone how amazing he did in that match. But just seeing wrestling go back to the island and how people supported it. Um, shout out to Jake Paul, just announced him, Serrano, everyone having the next big fight in Puerto Rico, March 2nd. Uh, combat sports is in the blood down there, including pro wrestling. The islands always treated pro wrestling with that same respect as they do boxing. And it was great to see it. So, yeah, that's my moment, most iconic moment of the year. I mean, there's only one pick for me. CM Punk coming back to WWE. Oh. I mean, the man got fired from <laughs> AEW that was good for moment. Jungle Boy. <laughs> <laughs> it was like His name is Jack Perry. <laughs> After that shit, he's Jungle Boy. <laughs> he's back. He's demoted. Oh, and, and the fact that he returned at Survivor Series and they ran and, the logo. Yeah, I mean, usually running the logo don't mean nothing anymore. Like, I remember the first, one of the early times they ran the logo was Ciampa and Gargano. When Ciampa turned on Gargano, yeah. it was very well done because you didn't see it coming. Then it just became predictable, right? The longer somebody stays in the ring, the longer you're like, all right, something's going to happen because now here's the logo. They haven't turned, like... I'm sure they did it on the main roster, though. It's definitely a trip NXT, like... But they did it on the main roster, too. But this was different because War Games ended. And it wasn't like prolonged celebration. It was like, ah, we're all recovering. And then cult of personality hits. Yep. And that crowd goes batshit crazy. And I know me, what were we? Oh, we were at the fight that night. Yep. So I didn't. You're I on didn't, pause. Yeah, I muted everything. So yeah. when I got home and I watched it. I watched it, it with Coppinger two rows over and you looked at me like, don't say shit. And I was just like, oh, okay. But that, that, we never thought it would happen. Him going back to WWE and... Say what you want. All the AW marks will probably hate it. Some of the WWE fans love it. They trade allegiances wherever their wrestlers go. But just that visual of him coming and the smile he had on his face, that's an iconic moment. I mean, got shit, ripped and shredded. Like, everybody's coming back shredded. Everybody. Well, what I mean... See, AJ Styles? Yeah, you look like he's on the gas. I was like, God damn, AJ. Randy Orton DDP came back. Like added steroids. What happened? It used to be such a clean program. Like, what's yeah, going on? I don't know. But that, that's my kind of moment. I mean, it broke social media records for WWE. They, like, that was huge. Nothing comes close to it. Although the Bad Bunny thing, I've watched that so many times. Just the entrance. The best part about the entrance is the shot from the back. Yeah, the drone. And you could see, like, from Bad Bunny's back as he's walking out. Like, I say it all the time. You can say what you want about WWE. Nobody does it better when it comes to production. No. Their, their, their uh, montages, their interests, their big moments, they know how to capture shit. They capture the fuck out of that walkout. That drone shot's amazing. They need to use it more, but yep. I guess, you know, save it for like special yeah, moments. But it's it just, yeah, just Don't. flying behind them and then 
just looking over the crowd, then going to the shot. Don't Amazing. don't Tony Khan special announce that uh that that drone shot. No, like, Tony Khan and his special announcements <laughs> no. are like weekly now. Yeah, no, there's, no. there's nothing special about it. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> yeah, I guess you got to keep that in the top. Yeah. Can, can you just imagine? Hey, everybody. Hey, EW Universe. I have a drone now, and that's like, like yeah, just every, cut away. Like, Done. You know when you got to use it. See um, a punk's mania entrance. Yeah, oh. If he had my. That crowd is, I mean, we're going to be in that crowd, but that crowd is going to be nuts. I'm going to be freezing my ass off. I don't even care. This, uh, yeah, this category definitely became, it became very apparent, like, as I was looking through all the different moments, because there's a lot. Yeah. Um, it came, became very apparent. It was like, okay, what's in second? <laughs> like, yeah. there, you can't, I mean, again, and, and I mentioned this on, on the pod that, that you and I did recently, Kel. But at the beginning of the year, it's just like how we drew it up. Edge on posters for AEW and CM Punk back in WWE. It's just exactly going as we all predicted it, right? Like, yeah. this is, what? And, yeah, so, so like, we, we, we spoke a whole bunch about the promos and, and, and everything there. So, go listen to that episode. But there's just no denying that it's, 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 it's going to be an iconic moment for a long time. And... Boy, if you're WWE social or your WWE production, you, your work's done for three months. You can just resurrect old CM Punk shit. And that's all they've done is like literally the, the last two months. It's just been like, do you remember when CM Punk fought this guy? And all that stuff had been gone. They had deleted CM Punk. They had like chosen to not acknowledge that man's existence. What, what's and wild though, my daughter was back. there. I watched Raw, the promo, the next day at Raw um, when he was there and he closed the show. My daughter walked by the screen. I was like, who is this guy? Like, why is he important? I was like, bite your tongue. Like, I was like, what? And then, but it dawned on me that like, he left 10 years ago. My daughter was eight. Yeah, why would she remember that? Yeah, like she's- Exactly. For what? And we've watched NXT. We watch all the, like she knows everyone probably since like 2014 and on. But I was like, yo, there's no Daniel Bryan. There's no Finn Balor. There's no like, all these people you watched in NXT- not Nakamura, any of the, like they're not in WWE without this guy. Like, oh, and she just kept moving. So I was like, all right, whatever, youngsters. So yeah. I get why they were playing all the hits, right? Like you got to teach sure. a whole new generation why this guy is special. And yeah, that was one hell of a moment. I mean, third, I guess, not to downplay anything AEW, but WWE just does the big moments better. Third moment, like Sami Zayn. Montreal. Yes. Now that you mentioned, like that or, crowd or was Sammy, so hot. For or Sammy. Sammy hitting Roman Sammy with, with a chair. chair. Sammy yeah. hitting Roman with a chair. Yeah. Was cinema. And if you want to, you know, if you want to also bring up some, some, some old wounds for some people, I mean, one of the moments of the year, Cody losing. Like yeah. that's that was, yeah, that was, that like, was, that was shocking for stadium. So many people. Yeah, it, literally, I'd never been in a building like that where it was just like, I mean, nobody, no, nobody was happy. It was like, <laughs> I was it fine. was. I was happy. I, oh, oh. We like chaos. Because yeah. I called so, it. Yeah. Yes. Yes, exactly. But there was a, it was a large majority right. of people. Yes. Always happy. <laughs> yes. Vind vindicated yeah, this yeah. man was. Um, Another moment, though, I definitely want to mention here uh, is uh, Mark Briscoe. Um, yes. Yeah. And, and him and him coming back wrestling a week after his brother passes away suddenly and tragically. And, uh, and just that whole, all the, 
the, the stuff that needed to happen to make that happen and just kind of the whirlwind that that week was. And then for him to come out and perform the way he, that he did uh, was, it was like, that was a magical evening uh, just going back there um, and him doing the match with Jay Lethal and um, just, just everything surrounding that moment uh, was, was, uh, was, it was really well done and I'm glad that they were able to make it happen for him. And, and I'm glad that it's been able to, uh, you know, keep him, in the fold and, 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 you know, and Tony was able to fight for him and, and get him on board. So, um, so yeah, the Mark Briscoe, uh, tribute to Jay. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Next category. This is a turn on, like, instead of best heel, biggest a hole of the year. Dominic Mysterio. <laughs> Dominic Mysterio. Come on, man. Like, yes. this dude, because he's going to win. Dirty Dom. Yo, I, before all this, I was like, this is awful. Babyface Dominic Mysterio is terrible. When they finally decided to turn him and the way he's played into this role where he can't even talk. With yeah. the crowd booing the shit at biggest asshole in pro wrestling. Biggest asshole. He turned on his dad, bro. Like, what are you doing? Yep. That's your that's your daddy. And got spanked. Got spanked at WrestleMania. Tight. Chose mommy in front over everybody. Of a cinnamon toast crunch mascot. <laughs> yeah, which that was weird. Uh, which very- is apparently Sol Ruka, I found out. I just random really? fact. Really? Yeah. I, I just I just was looking on the internet and apparently she, that's, who was, uh, that's that. who was in the mascot. She's way too athletic. She could have done some wild shit. She could have done some like flips and shit. Could you have imagined? Oh. Like she was doing some crazy moves before she got hurt. Yeah. yeah. But but a very close second to Dominic Mysterio is obviously Christian Cage. Obviously. That was my pick. Yeah. He, he's, the, he's the best asshole. Like he's <laughs> phenomenal. I mean, there's there's a couple people up there. 
I don't know who's up there with Christian. Like, I feel like it's there's a one two. There's a there's a very like one a one b situation yeah. here yeah. for sure. Because I, I I like because I think I'm going to be talking about Dom and some other categories here. This is the one where I give it to. Don Callis is close. He's up there, but he's a manager. I mean, Callis is a big asshole. Callis was good, but the 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 level of turning on Kenny and everybody like that. He had a good no, year. Don't get me wrong; it was good, but. The like Christian Cage, there was no turn. He just no. was asshole, right? Like, and it was just like the entire time. He like, took Luchasaurus's title and acted like it was his, and that was his man's. Yeah, I mean the 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 turtleneck, the sleeveless turtleneck. Come on, man, you got to be an asshole. Uh, where he's above Dom. The sleeveless turtleneck puts him above everyone because you got to be a different you level of right. asshole to put pull that off. You might be right. They're one A and one B, but maybe Chris is one A because like he has he has handled this. In ways that I was just like, every time he says something, you gasp. Like, what did he say about Ric Flair? Oh my God, he torched Ric Flair. Him with Edge, or <laughs> I'm still calling him Edge. Him with Edge, when they cut the promo, then he just leans in. Oh, go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. Like, that's such a great asshole moment. Yeah. Oh, he's just. That was also the Shut moment I was like, Tony Khan's got too much money because the, the fine that he had to pay to get <laughs> oh, that on the air. Wow. Nuts. <laughs> wow. The I think it's I think it's like the characterization of being an asshole, right? Like everything that Christian Cage is doing is it's all purposeful. Like yeah. he is doing it to get under people's skin yeah. deliberately and just say just the most wild shit he can to people. And Dom's is more of like a, a creation of kind of everything kind of surrounding Dom, and his is a little bit more meta, where it's like. A lot of the hate comes from the fact that we didn't like him as a babyface. Yeah. And like everyone was like, no, you suck. Like <laughs> you're here because of nepotism, dude. We don't like you. Get out of here. Yep. And then for him to kind of turn that on its head and like try to act like, no, I'm legit and it's all phony. And that's why people don't like him. That it's, it's, they're both, they are both assholes in different ways, in two very different, amazing ways. One A, one B. I'm just going to give it to Christian Cage because that man is a goddamn menace. They yeah. both hate their father. Yeah, they do. <laughs> Our father. They do. They do. They, they do have that in common. Maybe they should like talk meet, things out. Yeah, yeah they have, should meet up. Yeah, Christian Cage was like, "You have a problem with your dad?" Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I can handle that. Just too. in passing. Dom, Dom, <laughs> yep. Just that, that quick. Just moment. Just in passing. Dom just goes. Dom just goes. Man, I really hate my dad. Christian Cage is like, "Good news, kid." Yep. I hate everyone. My, yeah. man. <laughs> my man. Gotcha. Got to break the <laughs> wrestling internet, right? All, all he has to do is, and, and then he has, before he leaves, he has to tell the him. Forbidden door. Hey, hey, Dom, make sure you don't have any kids or I'll hate you too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good 15 second promo. That's all, yep. all we need between the need. two of them. Uh, best feud or program. Oh, no. Sorry. Did that okay. one. Um, best gimmick 2023. Yeah. Again, mine is easy. And it's not relatively close. It's timeless, baby. Timeless Tony Storm. Timeless Tony Storm is the best gimmick created in 2023. It's, it's pretty damn It's good. the black and white, the beware of the shoe. Yeah. Every week it gets more ridiculous. She called Taz the human duplex machine. Yeah. <laughs> Call him a realtor, <laughs> a landlord. Like, she got it. Like, she figured it out. She became distraught and then leaned into, like, oh, I can do this Marilyn Monroe, like, old school, like, look, but then leaned all the way into it. And it's been perfect. It's the best thing in their women's division. 
if it wasn't for Rhea Ripley, it'd be the best thing in all women's wrestling currently. And it's one of those things where she's now champion and it hasn't slowed her momentum at all. She's worked in being champion. She's still entitled. She has the butler. Everything they've added has worked. And to me, that's the best gimmick of 2023. And I hope they allow her to continue this on. But like any great gimmick, you need foils. Whether you're a heel like she is, you need the baby face to stave off and keep getting hot. I, I don't know if they have that right now. They need to keep building legitimate threats. Her versus who's she wrestling in New Year's? Rio. Rio. Like, Rio comes back, wins one match, and she's in the title picture again. Like, there's no heat there. There's no feud. Like, you're not building anything. One-off matches with this character is not going to keep her where she's at. No. Develop shit around her. But she's, she's great right now in the meantime. She's best gimmick 2023. Cool. This is so yeah I t- yeah time timeless is right up there at the top of the list but this is where I kind of merge the dynamic of Rhea and Dom and I feel like that that to me has been kind of the gimmick of the year because that's just care that that gave life to Judgment Day that gave life to Dom their whole kind of thing started with them just any kind of holiday that was happening. It would just be, let me go torture my dad. Um, (laughs) So it started out as kind of like, kind of like a weird, just kind of internet joke. And then obviously Dom doing the whole, man, I I went to prison. I'm, I'm hard now. Like, and he always spent a day. He's like, didn't he come, he had like the teardrop tattoo. tattoo. The mania entrance where he came in the patio. Oh God, it was so good. And, and like just, and, and for, Rhea to kind of like form her person, like take her personality and just basically wrap that into the package. And for them to have the weird dynamic that they do is incredible. And we're going to talk about it even more. I'm I'm sure as we go down the list, especially in regards to Rhea Ripley, who dominated all of women's professional wrestling this year. But I think that, that to me, because, yeah, I, I agree, like, the t- Timeless is great. And how they came up with that, like, and the fact that RJ said he's, is, is involved is definitely, like, he he must have, like, <laughs> he must have, like, got on, like, no, 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 keep going, Tony. And yeah. and to be quite honest, and I really like Tony Storm, and I, I've always loved her performances in the ring and everything there. I didn't know she had the center. No. I just straight up, I don't think anyone did, to, like, take it to this absolute method acting level where she is so in it and never breaks character and constantly gets everyone around her to break character. Like she cracks up everybody. Breaking Renee on a weekly basis breaks Renee is constantly. the best yeah. part. Because no constantly like, breaks Renee. Daniel Garcia wasn't getting Renee to break, which Pretty is also close. a great gimmick. Uh, but that is a good gimmick, yes. Yeah, Alex. Ryan. So y- y'all ready for mine? Because at yeah. first, it was Thomas Tony Storm at first. Yeah. Okay. It's Prince uh-huh. Nana. Oh, okay. Okay. Because okay. look, yeah. Prince Nana joining with Swerve in the Mogul Embassy it was great. We were like, oh, this is cool. This could work. Yeah. Now, if you remember, Swerve had just had the weird two white guys. Yeah. Got rid of them. Overnight. Yeah. It was like, bye. This is whack. Bye-bye, affiliates. He gets Nana. He has the song. The moment that Nana comes out and does the dance, fucking forget about Changes it. Changes everything. It legitimately yep. just... Now... It, between the fact that Nana does this dance no matter what and Swerve no-sells it 
every time. My favorite part. The way he comes out with his hands in his pockets and just like walks by everybody, no matter who's dancing, it's my favorite gimmick because this shouldn't have worked like this. It's one of those things like Thomas Tony Storm was a thing where it was like, this is a good idea. Let's build on it. Let's build on it. Now I just went out there and danced. Yeah. And we always like, when I swear, what I drive. And everybody yeah. in the crowd doing it. I was like, yeah. yo. Everyone does the nada. Yeah. And now it's so, it's so much to the point where it's like, Swerve is a heel, right? He's a baby face on television. The, yeah. the crowd doesn't care. Whose house? Yo, they, Swerve. Like, him wrestling Rouge, crowd was just like, we got that guy. Yeah. His interaction with MJF, the crowd was like, we got that guy. Yep. And it all really, like, everybody loves Swerve, but that the Nana affiliation and the dance, forget about it. And the entrance at, what was it? What was the pay-per-view? Um, with the dancers? Seattle. Full, right? uh, it was Full Gear, right? Was it Full Gear? Or was yeah. it? It was Full I think Gear. It was Full Gear. Yeah. yeah. The heading of the, I was like, what? Like, that's my gimmick of the year because it should have never happened. No, but that's really perfect time, perfect moment, perfect storm. It's, and we all thought Swerve, I mean, he's been in here, of course, we chopped up with Swerve. Yeah. You know, the homie. But, we all thought he had what it take to be a world champion. That was undeniable. Like now you have every aspect. Like the physique has changed. The wrestling skills always been there. The mic skills have always been there. He's getting that opportunity. But now, and it's weird to say, theme music goes a long way. It does, man. A long way. And the entrance goes a long way. And yep. he has that crossover appeal. I saw the Grinch doing the na-na dance. Yeah. Everybody's on on TikTok. Like it's, it's transcended what AEW even is. It's, it's their, Swerve has become the glue of AEW storytelling right now. Because as much as we're invested in MJF with Samoa Joe and everything else that's going on. I like, like that. I don't like the fucking... Well, the devil we don't... The devil thing, like... I mean... It's run its course. Now there's 8 million devils. They're just buying time. And there's so many other aspects that are more interesting now. That it has to be amazing because if not, it's like I'd rather see him versus Joe again. I'd rather see him versus Swerve. Exactly. Like, there's so many other better options. But the fact that Swerve has become, he's not the champion. He doesn't hold a belt. He just has these great feuds. He's, everybody he interacts with It's like, oh, I want to see this. Oh, I want to see. Everything feels new with Swerve. Like you're not running things like on repeat. You're not redoing a feud. It's Swerve and MJF. It's like, damn, I never, I, I need that now. Like eventually, we keep saying it. Can you go back to the Keith Lee feud at some point? Because now Keith Lee has kind of inserted himself into the Mogul Embassy rivalry with Brian Cage. You can't just bypass your old tag team partner in the in the process. You'll see him eventually. Yeah, it's like I'm gonna see you. I remember you. <laughs> but Swerve has become that guy, and that entrance incidentally became like one of the biggest things in AEW. Like you've had things yep. like the Adam Cole baby. You've had you have so many big moments in AEW, but AEW has never really been able to hit that mainstream moment. And this swerve interest became that. Yeah. And he's been mainstream since yeah. he got there. It just clicked. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I think like, and, and you, when you talk to swerve and, and really get to like, like understand how he views wrestling as like the big picture thing. It's one of those things that when you see kind of that, that kind of opposite, you know, effect that Nana brings to the dynamic where swerve is supposed to be kind of this kind of cool, calm, cl- collected, cerebral kind of character and you got Nana dancing his ass off and you, and you know, in Swerve's mind, he's like, that's how I get the total package like yep. that. This works. And you just see him immediately lean into it. And it's just, it's been incredible to watch. I think that's, 
that is absolutely a, a, a worthy pick for sure. Um, I think um, I don't want to give away my next categories pick, but at Wale Mania yeah. this year, we're going to have so many fucking theme songs and crowd chants. It's going to be mind boggling. Yeah. With Yeet. Everybody's going to eat. We, yeah. Everybody's going to hit the nah, nah. Everybody's going to do something. I'm talking about my next pick. There's so many things going on this year. Just the gimmicks are at all time high. The culture's at all time high. It's great to see them leaning into this. Uh, next one, most improved talent of 2023. And I will say it because, again, Wale Mania, this is going to be a major part of Wale Mania. Whoop that trick. Trick mm-hmm. Williams. We knew what he did to propel Carmelo. And that was great. And Melo don't miss. Melo's still that guy. But Trick Williams moving out from being the understudy and now being more over than even Melo. Like, Melo's a tweener, but now people want Trick to win. Yes. They want to see him as a champion. The whoop that Trick, everything besides Booker T's Uh, stupid commentary over it. Full stop. If we had to pick worst things in pro wrestling right now, it's Booker T. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Chucky Ducky Quack Quack. Like, shut the fuck up, Booker T. Can you just let the music rock? <laughs> he thinks he's adding to it and he's not. Not my favorite It's worse than the Diddy ad lib. It's worse than, uh-huh, uh-huh. I, I, take that, take that. Like, <laughs> I, yo, I, I hate it so he's much. He's a funk master flex of WWE commentary. Yo, he's on, like, DJ. Just randomly Gurn behind a freestyle. Like, what are we doing, What bro? are you doing? They're uh-huh. spam bars. Every time Trick's music plays, he has to jump in. Every time. And no matter what's going on, commentary, no matter what's going on there, uh-huh, that's right. Like, shut up, Booker. Shut the fuck up. Just give, uh-huh. me, give me raw audio. <laughs> just, I just need the raw audio that let, yeah, let it just let it go. Just let it play, Booker. Oh, just quiet. Week. Cut his let, mic. Let Trick cook. <laughs> just, yeah. Just, just audio. Shit, that might be my, my next thing. Let <laughs> yeah. Trick cook. But yeah, nah, Trick Williams is my most improved talent of 2020. It's a good pick. That wasn't originally going to be my pick. My original pick was Dominic Mysterio. Because Dominic been a long ass year. So I can't like. Because think about it. Dominic was still a babyface at the top of the year. Just turned. He turned at yeah. uh, Thanksgiving last year. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because he right. went to the mom's school. That's when he got arrested. That, that was yeah. the first, went, yeah. That was yeah. the first interaction with him and Rhea at the crib. And then Christmas. No, Thanksgiving yeah. was the first Thanksgiving, interaction. Christmas. Gets arrested on Christmas. Right. New Year's, and then New yeah. Year's is when he does the teardrop. Yeah. So he started Dirty Dom. Yeah, he started Dirty right. Dom, but then he, he became a better wrestler. His yep. matches were watchable. At first, they were trash. Now it's like, he was my pick, but Trick Williams was green as fresh cut grass. Like that, like he was so green. And it being Mellow's sidekick, at first, the interactions between the two were very stilted because Mellow was always a natural on the mic and Trick was trying to find his way to fit in. But then Trick's like personality, his comfort level have trumped everything. And then, you know, the work that he just did at Deadline was incredible. Winning that Iron Survivor's gauntlet match and the way that the crowd was behind him, like he can have good matches. When he first started, boy, he was bad. And they threw him out there yeah. and he kept working and he got better. So I'm with you. I'm going to go with Trick Williams as well as the uh, most improved. Uh, Dominic Mysterio was was my pick. I'm going with Trick. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've got, I got Trick written down here. I've got Dom written down here. Um, I think uh, Wesley also, I think, took a really big step with his run with the yeah. North American title. Cause I think yeah. he had been living in that kind of area where it was like, okay, how is he going to take the next step and be 
a solo performer and be like that guy. And he really, his, his run helped propel Dom's trajectory as well, because that's who the title went to. And that helped, that helped Don tremendously. And none of that really happens without Wesley and what he was able to do with his run as well. So, um, this is, so I think this is an interesting time to bring up a couple other names that, you know, maybe have, have been around in other places, but really figured out how to, make things click. I feel like we got to talk about LA Knight here, right? Like oh, this yeah. is got this so is, like over. this year he got so I mean they had money in the bank and everyone everyone wanted LA Knight to win that briefcase. Yeah. yeah. Everyone was like like was so into with everything Wyatt that, in the dark this time around. Yeah. Well, well right it now. was at Royal Rumble, Royal Rumble. he did yeah, the, yeah, they did we're, the I mean, we're gearing up for it like Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't great. And then, wasn't his finest. and no. but like people were like in that feud with Bray Wyatt, like you could tell he was starting to get some steam there because yeah. people were that's like, what Wait, made his him. promos are actually his promos are actually like good. And then his program with the Miz was awesome. Um, it was like just the perfect person to put him in the ring with. Um, it's kind. I mean, I feel like we haven't really gone back to that recently so maybe there's a little recency bias there but i think like we, we have to remember what kind of year he had yeah. and the fact that he was clicking with the main audience um i got to i have the guns written down here as well mm. um because Water everyone pick. everyone hated the guns no one wanted to see anything with the guns when they first did that intro of the camera spinning around them everyone was like what many men and now and then with the and now now they got the water pistols going out and then the really an unlikely pair that I didn't see working was Jay White and Juice Robinson and the guns. And it totally, it, it absolutely catapulted the guns to a legitimate tag team. I just don't think they had a match at revolution. They won it. They had the tag belts for a little bit at the beginning of the year, but no one really took them seriously and no one really wanted them to have those belts. And now they're at the point where, like I see the guns, I get excited about yeah. what they're going to be doing on on that program, and obviously their entrances. They've really mastered that shit now. Even though you may hate Juice Robinson and his guts, he actually adds to that entrance so, so much. They're and I so love good, it. they make me so like good. Juice Robinson, and his ass just screaming in the middle of their entrance is ridiculous. <laughs> fucking crazy! But I can't like ignore um, it. Like now it's just out of spite. But that's how good the guns are. So that's an amazing pick. They need to get back to the many men joint at least once a year, like special Big match. joint. Yeah. But yeah, just the, yep. the water in the entrance. And another thing we're going to see at Wale Mania, because you know, Colton's showing up and spitting bars. Oh, we know that's going to Bars. Kid got flow. He's going yeah. in there. He's spitting bars. So we're getting the full many men entrance at Wale Mania, probably. You probably. And, but and, and, and one, other, one, one other tag team, Creed Brothers as well. I think the Creed Brothers have, have like, we've been, you were talking about the tag team division in WWE needing to get a little bit of a boost and they're sitting right there. Yeah, put this out. They easily, this easily throw them it. in the mix. Uh, the Brutus so. ball may have to be, might have to go. He he lands awkwardly on everyone. Well, yeah, he does. I'm waiting for him to break somebody's arm, right? Because he's not a little dude. Now he's just adjusted and leaning on people's fucking necks, and you just see their face smush against the mat. And it's it's such a weird finish because as good as the Creed brothers are, it's like you can do something better than that. Right? Like they're doomsday yeah. device, but yeah. you're more athletic than that. You don't yeah, have yeah. to do a ball. I mean, Julius Creed is absolutely bonkers. Like the like I couldn't put him Monster. on improved talent because 
he had it when they, go. they when they showed up and I was like, oh, they're a natural. problem. Yeah. <laughs> like these these two right here are a problem. They're gonna get those tag titles, right? I, I maintain they should have been with Braun Breaker as a heel faction and they would have been to the moon. I'm I'm good with whatever they're about to be. Because they remind me of Shelton Benjamin and Charlie Haas, yep. world's greatest tag team. Like they are too gifted. And if you like the division, the tag team division WWE needs help as it is. They need titles. They need a prize. But there's too many singles being tags again, where like the Street Profits versus the Creed Brothers is a match that I'd be like, hmm, I really want to see this. Let's get back to that. But I, I wouldn't put them on most proof just because I, when I saw them, I was like, oh, they're already good. Yeah. Like Dominic Mysterio was trash. Like when he showed up, I was like, this is. Yep. This. Yep. Um, but I, I'm still not mad at the pick, but yeah. What's so many good, good lists there, Cole. Yep. We're going to go our best of to end the show now. Best stable slash tag team. Because I didn't want to just go normal tag team. Um, I, I think stables are now like a thing in pro wrestling. We've had so many different stables that we kind of got to give stables love. So I looped them all in together. The best stable and tag team of 2023. And to me, it has to be Judgment Day. They carried Raw. They have Rhea. They have Dirty Dom. I mean, they have two people who win reward, awards on their own. And then you have Missed Senor Money in the Bank and Tag Team Gold on both. Finn is still better used than he's been in years and prominent. And the J.D. McDonough storyline worked. They, they've carried the WWE at least since SummerSlam. Since Roman left and, you know, main event J or whatever. Survivor Series was built through them. And the constant will Damian Priest cash in. He built the Bad Bunny feud. Like everything there, they've had individually an amazing year and been able to tie it in together seamlessly to the point of, do they have a leader? And they've teased it and made fun of it every now and then. It's like, is Finn the leader like they thought? Or no, okay, well... Now it has to be Priest, right? No, well, Rhea's kind of the leader and it's an amazing faction led by a woman. Like, when was the last time a faction was led by a woman? It's, it's like China leading DX. It's, it's one of those things where it's like, she's that good. And just their dynamic, I, I think they're the best faction this year. Team faction, they have the tag team titles to back it up. If you want to say tag team in there, um, they've all held gold, except Dirty Dom just let them down. <laughs> and then, you know, it's one of those things where from jump last January through this January, they've all been on top. Yeah, I mean, I think I think that's a it's a good pick because like you were saying, they've been the they've been the engine. They've they everything has kind of gone through them. Um and I think at times not necessarily to the best service of WWE, but I think with Rhea and Dom and and the momentum that they were able to kind of keep going made the made that made them like a a quality staple of the program. Yeah. Um, so I think they were kind of able to bring everybody along with them. Um, this is a tough one. I've already said, like I've already said in another award that bloodline from this time point to this time point. So I don't want to give, I don't want to give the bloodline that even though I think you could easily make a argument that 
based on the year that they had, especially from Royal Rumble to WrestleMania, was fucking incredible. But I'm going to give it to a team that didn't exist until this year. Kangaroo Kicks. <laughs> best friends. <laughs> um, We didn't know. I don't think any of us were really confident or at least could say with confidence that we could see MJF working as a face. No, I don't think anyone really I'm sure was. thought no. that. I think everyone was like, wow, he's incredible. He's such an unbelievable piece of shit. Like he's, he's great at that. He's in, in the Danielson match. He poured water on a kid. Like <laughs> that was or, not, not, sorry, great. that was, that was not, that was not water. Um, <laughs> and we were like, how, how is this guy redeemable? And what's so funny is that the person that gets that out of him is arguably one of the best heels <laughs> in his own right yep. when he's in it when he's in his bag, right? So you stick him with Adam Cole, and it's this kind of story. It, tur- it morphs into this story of him kind of like just being a being a friend, just being a bud, just being like, man, let's hang out, let's <laughs> grow some chemistry. MJF's like, no one's done this. Yeah. Why? Like everyone's abandoned me. Like nobody likes me. And that was like his whole trope. And I was like, Adam Cole's like, no man, I got your back. And to me, I mean, as far as I think we were spoiled last year for tag team wrestling, especially in the quality of matches that were going on, um, that we didn't necessarily have that to that caliber this year. Yeah. Just best friends had it all. I mean, between the matches that they had against each other to the matches that they tagged with to literally the crowd absolutely losing their minds every time MGF winds up the kangaroo kick, um, double clothesline. I, 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 we didn't see it coming. I think that's why I have to give them the tag team of the year. All right. My faction Dude, of the year. Damn kangaroo kick. It's so good. <laughs> I had... Cole and MJF, but the problem was it was so short because of Cole's injury. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. the bloodline, same same instance. They really peppered out after SummerSlam. Um, Judgment Day is a tricky one for me because while they were good, very good, it was real shaky at the beginning of the year. Right? Remember I was like, yo, they got to start fucking winning matches. Right? They were losing a lot. Yeah, that was driving me yeah. nuts. And now they've kind of figured it out. Yeah. Even though I'm still not the biggest fan of Priest and Balor being the tag champs. They don't need the belts, but it adds to their accomplishment. It adds to it, but it's like, as a tag team, I'm just like, eh. They've been having a good match. So they're not my pick. My pick is Blackpool Combat Club. Okay. Oh. Because they can between, win this every year. <laughs> because between what Danielson accomplished this year, yeah. just everything that he does, Moxley still being Moxley, Claudio and Wheeler Yuta running around winning pure. Like he just, he just wins other shit. Mm-hmm. Then they have hyper violent matches individually and together. You can't really tell if they're a face or a heel faction, depending on who they're fighting at the time. Danielson toggles back and forth. Like one, one means on the turnbuckle, got his arms outstretched. Next means I'm going to kick his fucking head in. It's like, what? This guy's a maniac. <laughs> I feel like they're my faction of the year because no matter what, whenever they appear on the card as a unit or without it, you know you're going to get some violence and a good-ass match. And even Claudio, even though I've, I'm sure he's kind of fallen behind on them a little bit, him and Eddie Kingston's feud was this year. Oh, you can heat them up. Yep. Yeah, it's just yeah. like they've had individual feuds. You mentioned Orange Cassidy and John Moxley, Danielson and MJF. But then they had um, Anarchy in the Arena again. Yep. 
And it was like, yo, like, this is my facts of the year because they can all wrestle. But they all, as individuals, truly stand out on their own. They don't need the other. It just, every time they're together, it enhances it. And you're like, when they pull up, it's like, yo, somebody about to get fucked up. Yeah, you know what it's about. Yeah, you know what it is. Like, somebody about to get their ass beat. All action. No, I don't don't mind that pick at all. I think that's a good pick. I I think Athena and the crew have, like... really starts. Yeah, like, (sighs) those three and watching that ROH thing, again, that's been a great faction that they had, if more people could watch it, they'd Minions be in the running and training. Yep. Yeah. Um, House of Black. House of Black's been With the good. addition of Julia Hart and what she's been able to accomplish this year, I had that was on my short list. Yep. There's, yep. there's been some good factions. One faction that I don't like, Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits. This not their year yet, but this is kind of where Judgment Day was last year. No. Is they need to get more traction. No, it's not that. It doesn't make sense. Bobby Lashley doesn't need muscle. He is the muscle. He doesn't need to be the mouthpiece because he's not a good mouthpiece. No, he's just trying to help them. No, but it don't work. It doesn't work because Bobby Lashley is still like a guy who could be a contender for the title. So it doesn't... If they had MVP, then I'm good with it. What happened to MVP? He's just been out for a while. I don't know. I mean... I mean, they if he came back, it'd, it'd make a lot more sense. But you need a mouthpiece to enhance that group. Because yeah. then you would have a single and a tag guy. Like, right now, it's like Bobby Lashley trying to teach them how to be... It ain't working for me. Yeah. I, I just, I'm not buying it because it's... Also, it's holding back what the Street Profits are. Right? Because I don't need Bobby Lashley telling them, you gotta do better. Jump the Latino world. Like, shut the fuck up. Like, get me somebody that could be that mouthpiece. I don't like them as a unit. At first, I was like, oh, you know, like... The street, the Wall Street profits. The yeah. idea of it was great, but it, it needs an MVP. Bobby Lashley's not doing it. For no, you're not the mouthpiece. Of he ain't. He's, he's never been the mouthpiece. He needs to get back to wrestling. Yeah, go then, beat up people. Yeah, they're like an imposing. Jesus. I almost feel like the roles need to be reversed, right? Like the street profits should have been going to get Bobby Lashley to be muscle. Yeah, like, like something like that. Like this, this is working. Even just, backwards. even just a reversal. Yeah, it's totally working backwards. I don't like. I don't like it. Like I. I the day I saw it, I was like, all right, this is cool. And as the weeks go on, I'm like, it's just, it doesn't have any late. Yet. And it, it, they uh, haven't had a, a real distinct feud. No. There's no titles to vie for. They're, he's not going after Roman, which I thought would be the thing. Because like you it. have three on three, them versus the bloodline. And even no matter, even a feud, heel heel feud is fine. And then that would elevate them at least to make them feel special. I mean, you have to do something. Again, if you had MVP in your future with a bloodline, MVP and Heyman going back and forth, that's money. Bobby Lashley and Heyman going back and forth, not so much. The yeah. other, the other yeah. issue with this is we've been asking, and now we've all forgotten about it. When is Montez going to get the single push? Not in this faction, he's not. No. It ain't working. Yeah, it needs, it needs something different. Like, I, I think they just thought, yo, we can, because it was during the trade, yeah, we can trade and just give them Gunther and Imperium spot. And Gunther didn't need a mouthpiece. It was just like, yo, it's me and then Imperium. And you guys are losing too much. You guys got to go win because you're defending the mat. And I'm Gunther, but Gunther was a singles guy and dominate. Lashley's no longer even wrestling. Like, no, he, he's not does a record? Like, if he was wrecking people and then they followed suit, it'd be a little different. It'd be that same dynamic with a better tag team. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, sooner or later he just became a manager. I don't know if he's like hurt or they're just managing him because he's like forty eight years old yeah. and he looks twenty eight. But uh, yeah, something's not clicking there. But again, next year, 
I, I don't see it. I don't think it's going to last. still really. on payroll. Like, it's, it's a quick fix. It is if they take that advice. My other honorable mention is the, the reboot of damage control. You don't like it. No, I, no. Honorable mention in terms oh, okay, of okay. great faction. Oh, no, okay. no. I love oh, yeah. seeing yes. Kyrie and Asuka and EO. When they kick Bailey out, it's going to be a moment. It, it a will moment. be. But I think they're going to drag this out because, like, Bailey's making good on things. All it takes is one mistake for them to turn on. Charlotte. Tearing the ACL hurts. But it does. But they'll, they'll shoehorn someone else into the that. other is the other issue is it's not even a bad issue. It's like what what do you do with Dakota Kai? Like she's just getting healthy again. She's right? gonna stay with them. She's gonna stay with the with the Kabuki Warriors and Asuka? Yeah, it's gonna be four. Okay. Well, all right. I mean, I don't know, but yeah. I, I'm enjoying what I'm seeing because now it's a problem on SmackDown. Now it's like they have no women to feud with them. Like Bianca yeah. can't fight them all. No, she much like Blackpool Combat Club. Like how they use Wheeler Yuta. Yeah. It's you can take a pin, but again, you don't have to always lose. Right. You're gonna be the workhorse though. Like when somebody's coming for war, you you wrestling everybody every week. Cause you don't want the champion to go out there all the time. All this and the you know, Kabuki Warriors are gonna get those tag team straps. Congrats to uh Katana and whatever and Caden Carter, whatever their yeah. names is. And, and they have great tag team moves, and I think that's dope to give it to an actual tag team. But they're going to get fed. Yes, of course. To the Kabuki War. Fed. Yeah. And, and that's, that's cool. Um, but, yeah, then Dakota Kai is just going to be that, that workhorse in the group. This is fun to watch. I, like, I'm glad they finally figured it out. because Half I, th- Japanese promos, half English, like, everything. Yeah. It, it took rock. a minute because it was like, just like Judgment Day, they were losing too much. And now they've kind of rebooted, and I'm like, all right, I'm all. By the way, we didn't do best booker because that's like the weirdest shit on like Twitter and all this stuff. But Trips is best booker of the year. It doesn't even matter. But the best thing, one of the best things he's done this year is finally figuring out. And AW does a little of this, but they don't give their uh, Japanese talent the mic enough. That's not what they're built on. But he figured it out like, yo, I'm letting my Japanese talent be who they are. But also, I can just let them cut promos in Japanese. Yeah. He was like, I'll just subtitle this shit. And it hits, and it was like everyone, no one blinked an eye, and it was like, "Yo, that's great." Nakamura, Nakamura stuff's been awesome. It Incredible. is incredible. I, I people thought it was corny. I loved the nightmare Christmas Carol he just did. Yeah, that shit was hilarious. Called Dusty Inbred. He did, and I was like, <laughs> like not heel super heel Nakamura. Half his fucking. You just put him in a room. He's like evil Japanese John Moxley. You just put him in like a shrouded room. Tell him to cut a promo. Subtitle that shit. It's great. That's one of the best things Trips has done. And seeing an influx of Japanese talent succeeding isn't isn't by accident. He's just letting them be them. And he knows, like, yo, this makes them really cool over there. A lot of wrestling fans watch New Japan. They don't understand none of that shit. Like, I just let them do that here. And then it works. Yeah. My only complaint with Nakamura, before we move on, is he's going to lose this feud, too. He loses a lot. I don't need him. I need him to win a feud. Yeah. That's all I want. I need him to win a few to heat him up, but he's not going to beat Cody. They just let him beat someone in between this. That wasn't like a real feud. No, it was like two weeks, but he railroaded somebody and then jumped. Like, I want I want a feud. I want to knock him more oh, a few that he's going to win. Fuck. It was my boy, Ricochet. Him and Ricochet had a two-week feud. Ricochet gets nerfed. It, it was uh, like a <laughs> false count anywhere match. It was a good match. Yeah. But, and then it was like a feud. He got nerfed. Ricochet got nerfed. Knock got some momentum, and then he started calling out Mystery Man Cody. Yeah. 
Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I think like it, it's just, especially in this day and age, 2023, that's a language barrier. Like we can, there's so many ways to get past that. It's a stupid thing that like we don't need to worry about anymore. So like, and if anything, it just like, they've added it to like the Nakamura mystique. And that's why like, yeah, if he does get a couple of wins, he's going to become like a menacing presence in WWE. So yeah, just, just keep pushing that train, I think. And I was going to say, oh, I was going to say as well uh, with damage control. I mean, if they're on, if they are on a, uh, a, a, a belt hunting quest, you know, there is belt in NXT too. And maybe that's where Dakota Kai goes and gets a belt. I don't mind. I don't mind it either. Does that give them all the gold. Uh, let's see. Best. Now it's the last two categories, of course. Best overall. I put this word in there. Like overall women's wrestler of 2020. So it's not just in ring because can't give everything to Will Ospreay. Yeah, it's overall wrestler. Not saying he can't win, but best overall women's wrestler. So we're doing women first. Women first. This, this is tough. This it's, to, it's hard this to, to give me, it to anyone besides one person. Yeah, this this to me was way easier than the other side because I just yeah. feel like there is a very definitive. Re- I mean, it's real clear winner. It's real. Yeah, yeah, it's real because it's overall because well, she I mean, hasn't had the feuds of the matches. But necessarily it, to put her up there, but she's she transcended. She hasn't needed him. No. Yeah, she, she has been able to carry a men's faction. She has been able to enhance Dominic Mysterio. She has been able to still be a powerhouse. Yep. She has, she's the champ. Like, she has done everything that we expected of her, right? And then some. Um, and then she's she's been healthy. We've seen her all year, right? Whereas Bianca took a little bit of time off. Um. Eo's in a weird spot because she's the champ, but she's not like the star of damage control. No, but that's only because Bailey's still there. Well, it's Bailey centric until yeah. they kick her ass out. But uh, but Rhea's just she's been phenomenal. Um, Tony Storm just got her sea legs under in this new gimmick. Uh, There's only one other person, and I, I I could pick her for Devil's Advocate, but who? Becky Lynch. Becky's had a great year. She won the NXT Becky's title. She awesome elevated year. all those women, came up, elevated women on the roster. Yeah. Now there's 18 women a week being showcased. Becky legit had feuds with all of them. And that's why, like, they were all propelled into that. And Trips just kept booking them. It, but that's because Becky wanted, like, held an open challenge. Yeah. Like, yo, we're just showcasing people here. I'm going down to NXT. I'm defending my title down there. She worked her ass off just for like three months and elevated the entire women's division outside of the horse women and whatever was going on uh, with EO and, and damage control. Like she elevated everyone else on that roster. Yeah. The only other person that could be at the top of this list is the person we don't see Athena and Athena. Like a lot of people gave it to Athena. Athena this Cause a lot of people, I mean, people that forgot she worked a hell of a match with Willow. Yeah. She worked a hell of a match with Willow. We didn't see Mercedes enough, so we can put her there. Um, Trinity's had a good year, but I don't think it's on par with what Rhea's done. But Athena, if more people, like, I hope Tony Khan, like he's told me he's listening to the podcast. I hope he's listening right fucking now. Like, get Athena on television because you're you're doing yourself a serious disservice by not letting one of the most talented women on the roster as a wrestler and who's developed as a character on your television. When you're completely devoid of women talent. Like, you have a few, but you don't have anybody like Athena right now. No. Like, if you ran that Billy Starks angle into Dynamite, people would have loved it. And we'd have a different conversation for Women's Wrestle of the Year. But nobody sees her. You gotta be visible. Yeah. It's not her fault, but you gotta be visible. But it's Rhea Ripley. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, Rhea. I think all three men's 
Best overall men's wrestler of the year. Go ahead. Cole, you go first. Oh, gosh. <laughs> You're making me go first? Because yeah. I don't... I, this was really hard. No, man, fuck it. I'm going like, first. It's Will Ospreay. Fuck you guys. Listen, <laughs> it's like... I, listen, I know, I know it's not... There's a total package aspect, right, that we're talking about. <laughs> and we're talking about, like, M, people talk about MJF, what he's accomplished this year, the stuff with Adam Cole's been great. We talk about, you know, some people talk about Roman, but the motherfucker worked like three matches this year. I can't include no. him. What Osprey's done as a wrestler, like the job is to wrestle, right? Nobody does it better than him. And it's almost like he's so leaps and bounds ahead of it. The promo he cut when he signed with AEW sold me. Like this is a guy that has, he's no longer, he's not just a wrestler. He yeah. gets it as, as, as an entity. He's not a person, he's must-see television. Every time you perform, like if you want to talk about, oh, who cuts? He doesn't cut a bad promo, you know. You know, bruv, he doesn't cut a bad promo. Not bruv. a horrible promo. He doesn't cut a bad promo, but his in-ring work is so far superior to his peers. Like he cuts a promo better than Vikingo, for instance. Vikingo is just a monster wrestler, talented individual, but Osprey has done it all from the top of the year to the back of the year. Played a heel, played a babyface. Match of the year. He's yeah. he worked speedball this year. He worked like he's An worked impact, right? Yo, he's worked everybody. And every mm -hmm. time this dude wrestles, we we're like, what, what else can he do? Yeah. What's better than this? Like he's so, there was a, uh, his Royal Quest match with Zack Sabre Jr. A lot of people didn't see it. Unbelievable. Mm -hmm. He's my wrestler of the year. I don't, I don't care. Like I love Gunther. Gunther's my runner up. The ring general has been incredible. But Will Ospreay, this man just does five stars in his sleep. And I know it sounds cliche, so I'm going to say he does five and a halfs in his sleep. He breaks the scale every time. <laughs> every single fucking match. This is just like I was... I mean, you're right. I got to give you my number two. Like, you're right. And I, I just got to give you number two. And we, and we, gave, no it to Will Os we, get, we gave it to Will Ospreay last year as yeah. well. Yeah. And he, he's it again. But also, so he I, is I kind of... He is kind of that dude. Also, he got the best match that anyone's gotten out of Chris Jericho. In so, a year, so like, like, what, like what? How, there's no debate. Like this dude, no, I, I think you got to give it to like <laughs> that's. But again, for the sake of podcasting, I'll just throw out another name because yeah, I, it's hard to argue against anything you said. Um, my other name and my contention when I was just thinking of like shit, I need somebody to mention like to go against this, and it's Jey Uso is my number two. He's had a great he, year. The Royal Rumble response, everything, the cinema, everything he did outside yeah. of the ring. He went in that tag match. Uh, I think it was a five-star tag match. You know, I think he got five stars. I don't think he did. Mania. I think it came close. I, I, th I believe it did, yeah. I think it, four, I five think, stars, yeah, I think. I think. Um, at Mania and then carrying the Bloodline feud when Roman disappeared. And then, of course, Roman coming back, standing up for Jay. The tag match with Roman and Solo was really good. Everything he's done after that, getting he's over yeet every he's made himself main event Jay, and he doesn't have bad matches no. at all. So Jay would be my pick, and of course Gunther would be third yeah. in my eye. Yeah, and Danielson think, is up, but Danielson's on retirement tour. I didn't even consider it. <laughs> Danielson, the motherfuckers, he could be on this every year. He's 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 exempt. He's He's holding wrestlers court and shit, handing out fines. Well, well <laughs> Gunther deserves to be mentioned though, because this run and even his work with Miz has been phenomenal. Yo, he made listen, I saw people 
So I watched the Miz match today with Gunther. Pay-per-view or Raw? Raw. Raw was way better. So I'm watching the match and I went, for whatever reason, I went back and looked at Twitter and I was just like, people like, this is proof that the Miz is a good wrestler. I was like, no. <laughs> this is proof that Gunther, it made you believe for a second that Miz had a chance to win this match. Yep. Like, he knows how to play the role as, yeah, he's bigger than everybody, he's stronger than everybody, but when he's in despair, he plays it well. He plays the near falls well. But then when he just comes out of nowhere and explodes into a lariat, he doesn't give you a clothesline. He takes your fucking head off. Man got five finishers. You never know when the match is over. Like he's my, like I, I will not debate with you as Jey Uso being number two because storyline Jey Uso yeah, has been. Overall. Yeah, he yeah. has been excellent. But you know, I'm very partial to wrestlers. Yes. yes. And I think what Gunther has done, not just as a wrestler, but also as the character and like this no-nonsense dude that just shows up is like, yo, you want some of this? All right, let's do it. He's a heel, but he presents himself as just somebody who fuck you up. Yeah, his talking, his mic skills, everything's gotten better this year. Yeah, like, you know, if you if you cross him, he's going to fight you. Yeah. And that's it. He's like, oh, you want, like, he's, he doesn't do anything chicken shit or cowardly as a heel. That's special to me. He just beats people up. I love it. But I'm not mad at you, Jay so pick it up. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, I think because Jay, I think, as I mentioned before, as far as like the bloodline portion being feud of the year, that's all because of him. Um, I mean, yeah, obviously, Sammy, a huge part of that. Roman, a huge part of that. But he was the secret sauce that put that feud over the top. So and for him to carry that momentum out of that and really be kind of kind of become the winner out of that stuff, too, um, is phenomenal. I think uh, the only other name we have to we have to mention in this conversation, we just we can't talk about 2023 and not talk about Seth Rollins, um, seeing as they gave him a belt that was made up after Mania, and everyone looked at it and was like, "Why the hell do we need a new belt? Roman's got two. He's been sitting on them. What the fuck yeah. are we doing?" Like, and. For him to to elevate that title as being kind of like, I guess, almost kind of like what the Intercontinental title is supposed to be traditionally, but like the the working man's uh, like world heavyweight champion. So, and he's been able to create feuds out of that, which has cr- created the space that they needed to fill in between Cody getting to Mania and fa- facing Roman again, uh, which was always the biggest question mark was, okay, if Cody's going to lose WrestleMania, how do you fill that gap? Seth Rollins has had a huge role in doing that, but I didn't want to necessarily like when I go like this was hard. Like problem with I couldn't put him necessarily number one because I was like he's still like the feuds that he had weren't necessarily like the most incredible things ever, but he was just so good in them that like he just as a character himself and as a central figure to Raw, especially running that show. And I mean, Seth Rollins' year might be next year when we're talking about. What's going on with him and CM Punk? Yeah, but this year so was we're really also good going to have he this year was really good. He made a new belt, yeah. made a new belt. But I mean, I think I am a hundred percent all behind this podcast once again, <laughs> making <laughs> Will Osprey number one. Because again, yeah, like 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 Dre said, it's you just you watch him and it's undeniable and it's something slightly different every time, and you're like, how? This dude, how is this dude pulling out new tricks? I just Let's get a he's better a special, on the mic, special bro. talent, and we his promos are great, bro. <clears throat> and we just need to we're going to get a whole lot more of it, and that's the scary part. 
Yeah. We're going to this, this, this side of the world is going to see a lot more Will Ospreay than they've already seen before. I'll, I will say this one thing because there, I know there's going to be people listening to the podcast like, yeah, but he just wrestles. Listen, there becomes a point when you're so good like Michael Jordan was that people try to vote for somebody else to be MVP. Yeah. It's like, c- come on. Like, yeah. we got to give it to somebody else. Like, no, you don't. Michael Jordan's the best player on the court. Give him the fucking MVP award. Danielson won PWI, what, like six years yeah, ago? Like he, yeah, when he was a Ring of Honor, you, he won it all the time. And it was just like, people were like, no, give it to some, no, no, you give it to the best fucking wrestler. And it's Will Ospreay. And that's why I say like the standard of Will Ospreay, it's not like he pulls out all the styles for one match a year. It's every goddamn month. And, it, and it's like, I didn't see this kind of match before. I didn't see any, dude, when he worked Zack Sabre Jr., if you're watching that match, it's a grappling match. Yeah. And then he just turns into a buzzsaw at the end of the match and finishes his job. But it was like, he worked Zach's match. Like, he he went from a guy who I watched in PWG doing flippy shit with the Young Bucks and Ricochet yep. to having artful matches with Ricochet with more flippy shit to putting on the weight and then having matches. Straight up bodying motherfuckers in matches. There's... There's nobody better. He had speedball with like a hidden blade. It was so filthy. I mean, he he's violent. He's good. He's athletic. He does everything right. He always does shit you've never seen before. Yeah. It's like, I don't want to disrespect Seth Rollins, but Seth Rollins feels like a diet version of him right now. Yeah, it it's different because you can't. Man, listen. It's the, I, the style, I it. the I know. cameras, the I production get it. doesn't allow you. To. I get it, but that's, that's my reason that it's what holds Seth Rollins back. It's not really his fault. It is, he's a guy who is, it's so weird because as good as he is, I feel like Seth is like chomping at the bit to be like, please let me just fucking go. Like, let me have this one. It's, let me, let God, me, I hope we get it with Punk. I don't no, think we, we will. No, you're, you can't. You can't. Like, the right thing, now, you can't. At the top, of the card in WWE. Maybe get away with it in some mid-card shit. At the top of the card, it's not built for you to wrestle that way. Because at the at that point, you're still the champion of the casuals. And you can't spam finishers. No, you no, no, no. You tell can't. people to I disagree. You it's I disagree. Not, you can do that as champion of NXT and trips have let no, people. No, no, you can do Sean has let people. This championship, like you can't have a million kickouts. No, no, you're not no, going to spam no, finishers. No, you're missing the point. You're not going to do that. What Seth Rollins is doing is establishing what establishing what this championship is. Yeah, as the workhorse championship, yeah. like he can make this. If like give, within reason, you can have these matches that are absolutely wild ass NXT type matches with this belt. You establish this belt as that. Roman's belt is storytelling shit. Him and Cody are going to wrestle this great storytelling match. Yeah. And Roman wrestles the same Gunther match every might time. might be the person to establish that. But, but Seth Rollins is, we know how talented he is. I still like, to this day, we have not seen the best of Seth Rollins. Like Tyler Black in ROH, we, he was different. But we saw all the athletic things he could do. If you took Seth Rollins out of WWE, then you'd also have to take his love for WWE out of it because he just he just loves, loves the, the company. company. Yeah, you stuck him in AEW and was like, go work Kenny Omega. Yeah, it'd be a different match. It'd be nuts, but you can. I don't know why it's, it shouldn't be like an injury thing. Like it, you can do those at, at premium live events. You could have Seth Rollins. His match with Nakamura. I love Rollins, but I feel like so many of his feuds this year didn't hit what I wanted. The Nakamura feud. 
the, even the Drew feud, I was like, ah, this is good, but I feel like we're missing something. Because Drew's had better matches, Nakas had better matches. Sure. Why aren't they having them with Seth Rollins? Yeah. I can't figure it out. It, he left when he left, and he's... It's like plucking Will Ospreay out of New Japan or Kenny Omega for that purpose when they were super junior and sticking them into WWE, right? Do we get the Osprey and Omega that we see now? You should eventually. Rollins has been in the spot for how many years now? No, I'm, I'm asking you stylistically from what you're asking. Yeah. Do they develop stylistically into the best battle machine and what Osprey is now? They developed hyper indie styles to the point where they transcended what the normal indie style was, put a ton of passion behind it, storytelling and all this stuff, but it's still hyper indie in terms of match structure. Rollins left before he hit hyper indie status. Like, but he wrestled the indie. Like he was in ROH. He was in NXT. He, he was he, early. But what I'm saying like, is in his development, he was early. He wasn't that early. Because, look, the dude in The Shield was the indie wrestling fucking guy. He was 24 when he signed the WWE or something stupid. Osprey was younger. when he's. Uh, my point is, no, is that... Osprey kept going in an in indie style. But th- that my point is that we know Rollins has it in him. Like, I don't think there's a person on this planet that looks at Seth Rollins and you watch a match and you go, he could probably do more than that. Sure. He's, he's a one... Like, he's... He... <laughs> He's like Josh Allen, right? When you watch Josh Allen takes the field, you know this guy is incredible. But then sometimes you're like, like last week, goes for like 97 yards. You're like, what the fuck was that? They still won. It's still like, there's still a threat. But you know when Josh Allen is on, ain't nobody fucking with him, right? Yeah. But he can't be Pat Mahomes. No. But he's Josh Allen. But sometimes you got to let Josh Allen be Josh Allen. Seth Rollins, there, there is something that's held What's better for the team is to not try to make Josh Allen be Josh Allen. Well, you don't want Josh Allen to go full Patty Mahomes because the motherfucker throw three picks. Next thing you know, you're sitting at home on the couch. But that's not, what you, that's not what made Josh Allen great. Josh Allen, inside the 20, red zone threat, right? Like, you got to use all of his tools. Seth Rollins is a five-tool player. He can power move you. He can athletic you. Like, he can do everything. But for whatever reason, it doesn't all completely come together. It's still very for it's still better than most people, but I, I just I, I'm waiting for that next level. And maybe some the teams pump- don't steal bases, fam. Like he can do it, but sometimes that's not that's how we play. That's how you that's how you hold somebody back. Because Gunther is wrestling five star matches in WWE right now, and I love that he is the IC champion. I I, I hope that he continues this when he elevates to the top of the card. You know, he, he would be the first, in my opinion, to do that at the very tip top of the card. The first in a long time, not the first ever. Because sooner, like, Sean would go. Brett, Brett didn't give a fuck. Brett was like, yo, I was wrestling these IC matches with Owen and British Bulldog, and I'm going to wrestle these when I'm champ. Yeah. You, you take this or leave it. Um, it's just been a long time since we've seen a guy at the top do that. Cena was few moves, camera, Blah, blah, blah. Like, it changed. Rock, few moves, camera, Austin, rock, few moves. Here, here's, it changed here, here, since here's when you my, hit the top. Here's my counter to this. And Cole, I'm going to let you finish this off. Seth Rollins is not at the top of the card. No, he's not. He's the every week champion. No, no, no. no. Cody, now Punk, Roman, when he shows up, they have other people 
that have like Rollins feels like the Intercontinental Champion. He feels like it. Mm-hmm. Even like he's not the stuff. Like LA Knight is more over than Seth Rollins. Like he doesn't have to. Like he, the reason why we've all loved Seth Rollins is because he can wrestle. It wasn't until just now that he finally landed a gimmick that we were all like, all right, finally. This babyface gimmick works with him, but it's always it's, since the shield, he was the wrestler in the shield. Yeah. Moxie was a personality, Roman was a star, Rollins was a wrestler. He's not the biggest star on Raw. That's Cody. So I, yeah. if you could do it at NXT, if you could, if you did it with Gargano, you did it with Cole, why can't you make that world heavyweight championship on Raw? Let Rollins wrestle those kind of matches. Cause now you have the talent to do it too. The the moment he wrestles Gunther, I don't know when it's gonna happen. They're gonna tear the house down. But you gotta, like, you have to take the reins off of Rollins. Ha! Reins off of Rollins. See what I did there? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but, you know, to, to, yeah. But, uh, but that's my whole point. I just feel like there's another gear. It's not a knock on Rollins. I still like feel like he hasn't completely shown us everything he has. That's fair. I just don't know if we're ever gonna get that based on what he's been conditioned to do. Come on, punk. Get it out of him. Let's go. <laughs> Uh, you said you're there not to make friends. You're there to make money. A week ago, Cole you said did. Punk was going to be neutered in WWE. That this is That's Phil not, Brooks. Whoa, 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 whoa. That's not what I said. said I said he's Phil a new Brooks. character. Yeah, I okay. did say he was I Phil Brooks. That's a new character. It's, okay. it's it no, it's a new version okay. of the character. Okay. No, no, no. My, my point for CM Punk, just quickly to touch on it, because Dre wasn't here, was that because now he's like gone into the weird like he's in a weird honeymoon phase with WWE and he's kind of all very lovey-dovey with it when he was very vocally opposed to it. You know, he's kind of come to the, come to his senses that like, okay, like this is kind of the last, this is my last shot in the real, like big time to like make the big footprint impact, which deep down, I feel like he's always wanted to do. So this is a new chapter to him. That has nothing to do with what, an in-ring CM Punk can do and the in-ring CM Punk storytelling can do. It's just a different, he's coming at it from a different perspective. It's not so much a vitriol, angsty, I'm the voice of the voiceless CM Punk. It's a, li- it's a little bit more corpo CM Punk, but it's with an attitude, I think like you po- pointed out, Cal, where it's like, let's see who the real, he's trying to be like, all right, who are the, who are the real ones who are with me? And let's yeah. find out. So he's got, he still has a, he still has a chip on his shoulder, which is great because clearly Seth also has a chip on his shoulder regarding Punk. So you put those two in the feud together, there's something explosive that can happen. So let's just hope that they're able to pull it out of each other. That first match has to be a banger. You can't say, yo, I've waited all my life to it's be, be WrestleMania. WrestleMania. It'll be yeah, WrestleMania. it has to be WrestleMania. But it's you can't be, be like, a yo, night one, night one main event. I main event WrestleMania night one. And you can't go out there and not give a five star before, like no. right, like I've waited ten years for this. Whatever Punk has left, um, just don't try a buckshot lariat, and we'll be okay. Like just yeah. everything else, that but you got to you got to give it. Team try to do that, and it wasn't all great. Bad. All bad. Um, but no, we appreciate everyone for listening. Enjoy your holidays. Uh, this is actually running right before New Year, so enjoy your New Year as well. We're coming back in the New Year. We still have one more award show entertainment awards um to give out and then yeah we're full steam ahead going into next year big things on the horizon but most most of all just make sure you guys 
end 2023 with a bang and start 2024 off right. It is a great time to be a combat sports fan, whether you're boxing, MMA, or pro wrestling. It is very fun. It's become cool again. And it's thanks to everyone who listens to this, everyone in the wrestling, boxing, and MMA communities. And to toot our own horn, shows like this, where we get to talk openly and show that there is a diverse culture in, in these sports. And we, we all get along. We all have opinions. We all shoot the shit. And it's very fun. And we're, we're here to follow it as fans. So we appreciate you all. Everyone stay safe. For myself, for the old man Andres Hale, for producer Cole, Bebe, and everyone here at Blue Wire Studios. Thank you all for another great year of the Corner Podcast. Can't wait to see what's in store in 2024. Till then, we're out. Peace. The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine. Stop noticing. But you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.